Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Every couple of years, I find myself at a career inflection point, that fork in the road feeling of not really knowing which path to take next. Luckily, the older I get, the less these periods of self-doubt and spinning my wheels completely unravel me, because I'm actually able to see them for what they are, an opportunity to push back on inertia, evaluate my options, and move forward mindfully. And the best way I found to support this process in moving past these sort of pivot points is through powerful conversation with people I admire. Whether it's meeting up with mentors and advisors, or just folks I've met more recently whose careers I admire, the way I tap into my network and ask for help is the same. It's all about respecting people's time and their willingness to share it with you. After the publication of the Bossed Up book, I've been feeling a bit aloof myself. To be fair, it's a completely expected feeling uh, after completing a massive goal that I've been striving towards for so long. And for me to navigate whatever's next for me in Bossed Up, I've been reaching out to a whole bunch of mentors and folks who I admire to discuss where I might go from here and how I can continue to learn and grow and expand my impact in a sustainable way. So here's how I've been doing that. Here's how I reach out to ask my network for help and encourage you to do the same. First and foremost, what you're really asking for is time. When I reach out for support, I start with a brief email asking my mentor or friend for their most precious resource, some time on their calendar. I never ask the big burly questions that I'm actually wrestling with in the body of the email itself, but I just give them a sense as to why I value their perspective and would love some time to connect. Here's a recent email that I sent to a former professor of mine whose name I've changed here just for privacy's sake. The subject line was, hey, David, coffee? Question mark. <laughs> hey, David, I hope this email finds you well. I'm wondering if you might have time in the next few weeks to grab a virtual coffee via video chat. I'd love to catch up properly, and I'd especially love your insights as I come up on nearly seven years of pursuing Bossed Up. I'm starting to feel like I've hit something of a growth ceiling and would love your thoughts on how I can ensure I'm continuing to set myself up for long-term growth and maximum impact. I'm just now beginning to think about what's next for me in Bossed Up and would so appreciate the perspective of someone like you who's been so instrumental at various points in my career thus far and whose own career I admire so much. If you're down to share a half hour or so of your time, let me know when works best for you. My best, Emily. You'll notice that I keep it short, but I'm specific about how much time that I'm asking for. And I also allude to the broader underpinnings of my concerns and what I'm looking to discuss. If you want more tips on how to land a meeting like this with a really busy person who 
doesn't always get back to you on the first email, check out the post I linked to in today's corresponding blog post and show notes all about how to land a meeting with a very busy person. Now, step two on this process for tapping into your network to ask for help is to do your homework. In preparing for these conversations, I always take a few minutes to review the online profiles of the folks I'm about to speak with. David, for instance, recently published another book and spoke on MSNBC on live television. So you can bet that I wanted to read up on all of his latest and greatest happenings, both personally and professionally, so I could go into this conversation well-informed. It helps me not only connect personally with, you know, the appropriate amount of congratulations at the top of our call, of course, But it also helps to inform the questions that I might prepare to ask. For instance, had I not seen his MSNBC appearance, I wouldn't have known to ask how he got invited on the network. And in the age of social media algorithms, it's not always easy to passively keep up to date with your friends and mentors. So do your due diligence. Search for their profiles. Go check out what they've been putting out there and what's on their profiles before your call so you can show that you're keeping up with what's happening in their life and career as well. Tip number three, be honest about your challenges. Asking for help is a vulnerable act, which makes it really uncomfortable for many of us. But keep in mind, acknowledging that you're dissatisfied or frustrated does not detract from your achievements thus far. It also doesn't make you any less grateful for what you've been able to accomplish thus far. I'm incredibly proud of the work I do here at Bossed Up. I love the book I put out in this world. I'm happy with the direction I've been heading in. But that doesn't mean I can't strive for more and maintain ambitions beyond what I've already done. So when reaching out for help, it's important to be as clear as possible about what's got you down. Don't get caught in the perfectionistic trap of saying, you know, everything's fine, or downplaying your challenges. Articulate them so that the person on the other end of the line can actually help. And if you're having trouble putting your finger on exactly what's got you feeling bummed or, you know, that whatever's contributing to your sense of ennui or a lack of forward movement, try tapping into envy instead. I've spoken about this before. I speak about this at Boss Up Bootcamp, but envy can be a really powerful road sign pointing to your deepest desires. Who do you have a career crush on? Who do you want to be more like? What about them do you admire? Sharing those details can help the person who's trying to help you get a better understanding of where you see yourself and where you see yourself going next, which can then spur a whole bunch of suggestions and ideas that they might have for you as to what you should do to make that happen. Step four, listen actively. Once you've articulated your challenges, resist the temptation to manage the conversation too much from there. Just let your mentor or friend spitball some ideas and listen carefully to truly understand what they're trying to share with you. When you don't, ask follow-up questions like, well, what do you mean by that? And can you tell me more? to get them to expand on their advice and share more of how they've learned from their own experiences. It's okay for these conversations to be meandering. It's not about landing on a solution right away. It's about exploring options and just following your curiosity. Don't feel the need to land on a perfect finish line or wrap up a conversation with a neat little bow. Just consider this a start to a broader exploratory conversation, one that can continue via email and future meetups as well. 
And I get it. This is kind of a period of uncertainty for you if you're having these conversations. It can be uncomfortable to just let that uncertainty sit there in the room, but it's an important part of the process. And I feel like I've navigated enough of these inflection points thus far to be a little more comfortable with them by way of familiarity. You know, it's, it feels familiar what I'm going through right now. I know it's a process. I know it's frustrating. I know it's annoying. It's anxiety inducing. It's like, what am I doing? Do I feel like I'm wasting time? But these conversations cannot be rushed. This process cannot be rushed. All you can do, and what I'm trying to remind myself right now, all I can do is keep showing up for them, right? Keep making time for them. Keep creating the time and space for exploration, which is really what I do at Boss Step Bootcamp. That's what the whole weekend's designed for. And I'm trying to put myself through that in my own daily work right now and exploring where I want to go with Boss Step next and what what we really want to do. So more on that to follow for sure, because I will be asking you all for your input and your thoughts and feelings and suggestions real soon. So the final piece of advice I have for you, when you're asking for help from your network and leveraging your community in this way, you got to follow up with people. After you meet up, make sure you send a thank you note or a gift, which I have a whole other boss tip episode on, which I'll link to in today's show notes, to show your appreciation. And then keep in touch as you make progress on your career journey. Might not happen overnight, but just send the occasional email update or follow-up question to keep the ideas flowing. And as always, look for opportunities for mutual support. So cheer them on, further their career goals, champion what they're up to, spread the gospel on their new initiatives or whatever they're up to. You know, champion the people who are championing you. It's a big part of mutual respect and relationship building. And then when you're following up, be specific about how you're acting on whatever their advice was, what they shared with you. How have you taken their experience to heart? How are you moving forward and acting on their advice? Or are you still feeling stuck? Why? You know, it's okay to follow up without a perfect resolution to your conversation. You can loop back with them either way. Just be considerate about not constantly asking for one person's time and advice over and over and over again. When navigating a career inflection point, you're going to want to hear from lots of different perspectives And you can reach out to many different people in your network so that you're not fully relying on one sage guru or one mentor to just carry you forward. So keep that in mind. Diversify your portfolio of advice and guidance as you navigate this inflection point and and figure out what's going to work best for you. Remember, and this is something I'm telling myself right now as well, there's no right answer to find. There's no A plus to get. How you choose to move forward is really about making the decision that's best for you at the time with the information that you have at your disposal at the time. So do your due diligence. Don't get stuck in analysis paralysis, but allow yourself the time to explore in community and through asking for help from those who care and support you as well. 
All right. And now I'd love to hear from you. If you found today's boss tip episode helpful, make sure to share your thoughts in the comment section on today's corresponding blog post, bosstip.org slash episode 141, or share this on social media. Tag me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Emily Aries, at boss.org, and share this episode with other people in your life who you know may be struggling to ask for help and aren't quite sure how to go about doing that exactly. I would love to hear from you. If you take this advice to heart, loop back with me and let me know how it works out. Until next time, let's keep Boston in pursuit of our purpose and together we'll lift as we climb. Let's face it. Speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.